Welcome to episode 22 of Trivial Arguments. As always, we'll do some trivia. We'll probably get into some arguments. Uh, you guessed it. It's Matt again, live from the bus. Uh, we'll discuss everything from Tom Brady retiring to the Bears cleaning house to the Bulls remaining top dog in the East. Um, Brady, Bears, Bulls, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. We'll also do some Brady-ish trivia, which is basically Brady-related questions, but also in a much more real sense. Also some questions I just wanted Matt to answer. <laughs> uh, without further ado, in the words of Adele's title track from her third studio album, 25, hello. Is it me you're looking for? That would be Nicole Richie's dad, Lionel Richie. What? You sure? I think one of the good Charlotte brothers' wives. Hello from the other side? Hello from the other side, yes. Same thing. Okay. Um, is that the first time we've mentioned I live in a bus? No. <laughs> we've talked about it? I think you so. I was like, live from the bus. I'm like, have we? Maybe we have. Yeah, I live in a bus. I think we have. I think me and Casey at one point were giving you shit for it. So Probably. I mean, it's a nice bus for those of you who are. It's a very nice bus. I'm looking at it right now. It's nice. <laughs> Great. Let's see here. Um, we can do... Well, has your life been uh, drastically altered by Tom Brady retiring? Did you burn jerseys? Did you? So I actually, I feel like the reaction I had surprised myself. I was like, so he, he was always in the AFC for so many years. So he never really, the Bears were never really directly affected by Tom Brady. Right. I know like people, like, I mean, Indianapolis, for example, is like absolutely hated Tom Brady because he like ran their life for so many years. Probably similar to how Bears fans feel about Aaron Rodgers, to be totally honest. True. But I and he's been obviously he's been in the NFC for the past two years. Yeah. Two years. Mm-hmm. Two years. Still, but the obviously Bears weren't good enough or anything like that, or it was even a thing. But I really did feel kind of like, oh, that kind of sucks. I think he's old enough and good enough. Where it's kind of like, yeah, keep going, guy. Even though he's like the greatest of all time. It's like, I kind of, there was like, like this little bit like, yeah, let's see if he could play to 50. Yeah, and he always wanted to. He's got, it, I think, the second most receiving yards by a player over 40 with six. <laughs> for the, I don't know, for the people who always say like, Father Time's undefeated. Yeah. Tom Brady just made that statement inaccurate because it's a weird feeling like there's a guy who's 44 right is he 44 now yeah who's 44 and he's always said he wants to play till he's 45 and he literally had one of the he threw for five thousand yards and 30 touchdowns i don't know i don't know if it's 30 touchdowns i think it was yeah so he's literally retiring with it feels like he's got two or three years left it feels like there's more on the table like he could get more and like obviously i know football is like a, a huge commitment and it's a mental grind as much as a physical grind but yeah it was kind of, i kind of had this like i was a little bit sad that he was retiring and i can i laugh that like ben roethlisberger is again gonna have to deal with tom brady getting into the hall of fame the same year as him <laughs> yeah i mean like you were saying that tom brady retiring i, I kind of read it the first time and I was like, oh, like, 
he he's actually like calling it quits. I was like, I thought he, you know, would want to go out on on top. Not that he's not already on top. I mean, I just meant like this season obviously didn't go the way he wanted it to. I just kind of figured he was going to give it one more, one more try to. Is it number eight? He's going for eight. He has seven now. Seven. Yeah, I just figured he was going to try to run it back one more time and then right off into the sunset. So it kind of felt like, you know, it's hard to say that it was premature for somebody who's won seven trophies and, you know, broke so many records. It kind of just felt like, oh, like he's actually doing it. Like I I thought, you know, we were going to have another year where he would do like, um, was it Kobe that kind of did the like farewell tour kind of thing? Like last time he was in Madison Square Garden and like stuff like that. Like I know Brady probably wouldn't want that. Wouldn't want to go to, you know, Indianapolis for the last time or stuff like that. That's not really who he is. But I just kind of thought there'd be – he'd build one more last season and be like, this is my last season. Like, now we're going. But I, I almost respect people who don't do that. Kobe's didn't bother me as much. But, like, the Coach K one right now really bothers me. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, he's getting like all these like people recognizing this as his last season. It's like it's he's really truly making it all about him, and it feels like people do that sometimes. Yeah, I kind of felt like that about Derek Jeter's as well. Like yeah. it's a little bit about Derek Jeter, and not that I don't. I, Jeter never really comes across as that guy that's like this is about me, but it did kind of feel that way. So I was like, I didn't like that. I won't say anything about Paul Canerco's victory lap because uh, that one was great. I don't have anything to – I'll never have anything bad to say about Paul Canerco. <laughs> Other than the jersey that he wore, I think that man is perfect. So there you go. That's fair. But do you think like a farewell tour that that would have gotten – like Devontae Adams a free agent. Do you think he would have tried to play for Tampa if he knew it was Brady's last year? Do you think there would be this fanfare where guys would be like, oh, if it's Brady's last time, like I want to be there? So – I don't think so because this is football is a different animal when it comes to that stuff. There's so much more that is involved with that. So if this in basketball, you can sign the one year contract, no problem. It happens in football, obviously, but not for any like player worth a damn. Yeah. So Devonte Adams commits to uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for what one year while Tom Brady's going to be there. Like that wouldn't exist because you want a long-term deal because your injury health is on the line every time you play football. So they're going to take the long-term deal. I think it might've been the opposite. If this was Tom Brady's last year, I think they would get like the veterans that might want to come play for one more year, but they wouldn't get anybody at the top because it's just not how football works. You have to, you have to make as much money in a short amount of time as you can. And so you just go to the highest bidder. Yeah. So. Are we operating under the assumption that Rob Gronkowski is also re-retiring? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't, even if Brady came back, I think Gronk was done this year. So what did he do? Came back one. Well, he played both seasons with Brady in Tampa. He came in, he came late in the first one. Oh, I think, or I don't know if he was, I maybe he was there for like game one, if he was, but he, he didn't start, he didn't like have a full training camp or something. Yeah. To my knowledge, that's, I don't know. I picked him up in fantasy. I remember. <laughs> He's one of three tight ends that, well, he was the only tight end in Tampa that 
they actually used. I remember I drafted OJ Howard in like the sixth round one year. Bruce Arians never used him. So I avoided your tight end. Cameron Braid. Yeah. Well, he was always like that bi week filler. That's like, well, Cameron Braid's available if they, they decide to throw him a touchdown pass. That's at least seven points that I wouldn't have had, you know, if I started nobody. That's right. That's one of those weird things with Tom Brady like that. It's like anybody could get a random touchdown pass. Oh, yeah. If you looked at, like, the list of, like, Tom Brady, like, touchdown passes, like, most of those guys didn't play more than two years. <laughs> yeah. I probably had first touchdown of the whole season in the Super Bowl and then was never heard of again. So. Yeah. Like, Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski were, like, really – Wes Welker is, like, the other one you think of. But I don't think Welker was there actually that long. I mean, not like Edelman. Edelman was there obviously his whole career. Yeah. Passed, Welker passed him the torch. But yeah, it's like those are like the only two guys that were, you know, like long stays for the Patriots at least. Aaron Hernandez <laughs> might have been one of them. <laughs> but uh, you're talking about the guys who played for two years? Yeah. Redacted. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Do you think now Brady's retired? Do you think it's time for uh, Justin Fields to win seven Lombardi trophies now that they're under a new regime? I would never hope for seven Super Bowls because I, you're just leaving yourself for disappointment. I don't think what Tom Brady did will ever be done again. Football is like football is such a game of parody. Like, you can go from worst to first. It's the only it's the only sport where like you can finish in last place and legitimately have a chance like it. The Bengals are the yeah. example, right? Like where they're like two. I think what like uh, Joe Burrow went two and eight as a starter and got like tore his ACL and now he's like yeah. crushing it. It's like yeah, so you have a good quarterback, you can do it. So there's like so much parity in this league. The fact that he won seven times is crazy. So Justin Fields wishing seven upon him, I would never do it. If you want to start with one, <laughs> we can start with one. I'm do super think, Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the Packers next year? Like, do you think Justin Fields and the Bears are the team to beat next year? If Aaron Rodgers is not in Green Bay. If, all right, so I'm gambling on this, putting my money down right now. I'm saying no. No, the Bears aren't the team to beat, or no? Aaron oh, oh, sorry, sorry. No, I thought the question was: Is Aaron Rodgers going to be on the Packers? Oh, yeah. No, I do. If I had to guess, I, I'm leaning more no. It's not, I'm not like sold. He's going to be gone. I'm like a I'm like a sixty forty guy. Like sixty percent, he's gone. Because it's even like like Milwaukee radio stations are like taking polls. Should Aaron Rodgers leave? And it's like. 60% say yes, but that's like still like 40% of people. Like yeah. four out of every 10 people want Aaron Rodgers gone. It's like you are the most spoiled fans, Packers fans. If you don't realize that like holding on to a great quarterback is the only reason you guys are a team that has even a chance to make it to. Yeah. Like I won't say Super Bowl because they don't make it to the Super Bowl. So make it to the NFC Championship game. Do you think Aaron Rodgers, he wanted to go to the 49ers. Do you think he'll go to the 49ers now? that the 49ers were the ones that knocked him out? Do you think that was think, him at all? No. I, well, who said he wants to go to the 49ers? I've been hearing Denver. Well, this was 
like when like before last season when he wanted to be traded because he was in line for Jeopardy and he wanted well, that was it yeah and, so so he still has to be traded that's the thing like he still has years on his contract so it is a trade yeah oh and the Niners can give the Packers Garoppolo but will the Packers want Garoppolo after he did the old at the Packers yeah so, right, that, yeah. so that's that's why that makes sense because now there's a young quarterback in the waiting there and they could have a veteran take over a great team because they're, 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 they're a team with like some actual like bunch of dudes on that team. And yeah, so that's why that one made sense then. But yeah, I, I feel like the more, the more of the rumors you hear is Denver, like he's going to end up in Denver. Yeah. I heard Denver. But but... And Denver hired the offensive coordinator from the Packers who Aaron Rodgers had a quote saying that like, he loves coming to work because that guy's there kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like also setting it up for that. So second part of the question, do you think the Bears are the team to beat just based on having a new GM and new head coach? Do you think that changes enough where it's like if they grabbed another wide receiver or whatever under a new regime, like you're thinking they're better next year regardless, like they have to be better without Nagy? So right now, without free agency and without a draft, no, I do not. I okay. think the Vikings under a new coach, like there's all of, all the talk is that they're going to get Harbaugh. Right. Well, he's Harbaugh yeah. and the Vikings is a good fit for them. I'm not. I'm not one of the people who's like upset that the Bears missed out on Harbaugh. I think. Well, he the, interviewed with Minnesota, the, and then he told Michigan the coach. Right. But he's a little. <laughs> Yeah, so if that happens, like Kirk Cousins with like Kirk Cousins is is as average as he is beautifully average as Kirk Cousins is. He might be the best quarterback that John Harbaugh has ever had in the NFL. Like Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. And I know Colin Kaepernick took the league by storm, but I think over time he proved to be like a kind of a average to below average quarterback. And Alex Smith, like the best version of Alex Smith is like, he got it. Yes. In, uh, he like turned Alex Smith from a bust into a good player. And then the best version of Alex Smith happened in Kansas city afterwards, not San Francisco. So if he does get that job, I think he's like, Kirk Cousins will be his best quarterback to work with, which is a weird, a weird thought to say, but the other, so I do think it might be the Vikings, but that could that situation could also go terribly because the Vikings have like been underperforming for years because they they have a solid roster, and I and I always thought Mike Zimmer got the most out of that team until he didn't. Like then it was just like they were the the message got stale and they were sick of them by the end. I yeah. think he's sick of them too. Some of his quotes are so funny. I love him, a good Mike Zimmer country. <laughs> Very rare where I get to break news on this podcast. I wasn't joking. Harbaugh did go back to Michigan. <laughs> oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, you were breaking up there. I couldn't hear. I thought you were laughing. Oh, no. Like, he interviewed with Minnesota and then, like, hours later, re-upped with Michigan. <laughs> oh, I, I did not know that. Okay. Well, even so, uh, I, I'm, I'm still that, – that was, like, a side tangent of I think it's Minnesota. Yeah. Just because they still have – the best quarterback in the division, no matter who the Packers get, like they're like, if they go with Jordan love, like, yeah, 
they, they have the best quarterback in the division. And that's in at being in the NFC North with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. We know that's what can make a team win a division. And I know that with uh, our new coach, Matt Eberflus, that we are going to like be a hard nosed defensive team, which we love as Chicagoans, but that's not really what's we're used to that. We need to, it's, it's all about what happens with our uh, offensive coordinator. Forget his name, Getty. Getsy, Chris Getsy, is that right? I think so. So what do you think the Bears need to do now that they've gotten a new head coach, they got a new GM, the McCaskies don't have to remember any other names. It's still Matt and Ryan. So she doesn't have to worry about that. Do you think they're going to be in on any free agent wide receivers? Or do you think they're just going to – Well, I – I think they have to be, but I, what I, if I had to guess what they're going to do is they're going to take this year and next year and put a solid foundation together of just like a bunch of try hard average dudes at the skill position, the skill positions and like really build through the trenches. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about building offensive and defensive line and we need to build. That's like, where is one of our weak spots. So we're going to solid up front, play well, so that when it comes time for the receivers that we, the free, big free agents to come in, we do. But the counter to that is if we do take two years, now we have to make a decision on Justin Fields and who has he been playing. Right? I mean, if Darnell Mooney is your number one receiver, that's not a good receiving core. If Darnell Mooney is your number three receiver, it's probably a really good receiving core. So it's kind of a tricky thing, but I don't think, I think it's going to be a weird combination of half rebuilding and half trying to contend. Cause I, I, it just feels like we, we want to like, we'll want to stay in striking distance just in case Aaron Rodgers does leave or just in case the division is bad Because making the playoffs. We can see it like literally with Cincinnati, just make the playoffs and what things can happen. Yeah. I think that's the way it's it's generally going to go. It's going to be this hard nosed team, and as far and it's it's Luke Getzey, not Chris Getzey. So if offense can pick it up, and it's it, that worst the first we just talked about the parody in the league, and the Lions are just going to be the Lions. Like we know that, right? They're they're stuck with Jared Goff. Just stay above Detroit, baby. We've got free agents, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, Allen Robinson. I sincerely doubt the Bears or Allen Robinson want a reunion. <laughs> Although uh, it is a brand-new coaching staff. Yeah. Am I appealing to him? I don't think – What do you think Allen Robinson's problem was? They said that he, it seemed like he didn't have any chemistry with Fields. Do you think so that's because if of – I had, If I had – from what I was looking at, it felt like obviously he, it didn't feel like he was giving a whole lot of effort in general compared to what he usually did. But the other thing, I think we've talked about this in a previous podcast is that Ellen Robinson's like, he doesn't create separation. He's a great receiver. He runs great routes, but he doesn't have like this elite burst of speed to create separation. If you think back to Allen Robinson's hundred catch seasons, thousand yard seasons, it's Mitch Trubisky throwing him the ball in tight windows and him making a great catch. Right. So Mitch Trubisky trusted him, and it's probably the only person he did trust, so he would always throw him the ball. 
And Allen Robinson was really good at coming down with that ball. And when there was a little bit of separation, he could he would be get open that way. Justin Fields, who is coming from, yes, he's coming from the Big Ten, which has, plays pretty good defense, but the windows in the NFL close so much smaller. So he's looking for these big open windows when it's like, no, that guy's got a half a step on him. He's open in the NFL. We're in at Ohio State. You're not open until you got three steps on the guy, right? So it's like this adjustment. I think those happen. So I think Justin Fields not realizing who's actually like the, the speed of the NFL. Allen Robinson being upset, clearly. It was like also like ask for a trade. So it's like we know that this is happening. And then the third thing is the Bears. I think the Bears knew that they were going to move on from Allen Robinson. So they wanted to feature Darnell Mooney. And I think it was clear in the play calling that Mooney was the target. He was the one that they were featuring. They weren't featuring Allen Robinson. There was, I mean, how many games did Allen Robinson not run a route past 12 yards? Right. So it's that kind of thing. So as far as the free agent stuff goes, I don't think there's any free, like big name free agent wide receivers that are going to come here to play with an unproven rookie quarterback. That's not going to exist. We're going to have to get somebody that is either you know, kind of a veteran, a veteran guy, mid-level, or we're going to have to draft. But we don't have a first-round pick, so who knows where that's going to come from. That's why I think there's going to be this weird year where it's going to be like a transition year. Yeah. And it's going to be teaching Justin Fields the offense and hopefully getting him. Because the one thing I do like about Luke Etsy is that he comes from like the Shanahan LaFleur system where it's like they they run the ball really well and not just like it's not just like turn around hand the ball off it's like creative runs that can like actually scheme guys open and then the playing the play action pass game that whole thing so it's like the it's it's an offense that i think fit justin fields pretty well but it's about him learning it it's gonna be a weird transition here so yeah as far as contending right away i don't think it's gonna happen but I, i don't think it'll be like this big four or five year turnaround. I think it's going to be quicker. I think, I think it can happen in two years if it, if you draft well and, and then bring in the right kind of players. So you don't want free agent Antonio Brown. No, I don't. (laughs) Although it would be, I mean, it would give us something to talk about on a podcast as far as content goes. That lunatic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when I was looking at the free agent class, I was like, I don't think there's going to be anybody that's going to be enticed based on last year to be like, oh, like, I like Fields. Like, you know, I want to sign a three, four-year deal, whatever. I don't think there's enough evidence for any of these free agent wide receivers to say like, oh, like, this is where I should be. Like, Devontae Adams, Odell Beckham Jr. Like, they're all players that, you know, want to win now and aren't willing to wait around and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think- know if Odell, win- if, if Odell wins the Super Bowl, he might be willing to like, just take a big payday somewhere. That's true. Um, but all roads are going through Joey B. So I'd like to see the, uh, the Bengals win, but I have my selfish reasons. I think, yeah, I would, I think, I think the world would like to see the Bengals. <laughs> Because, like, who cares about L.A.? There's a small part of me that wants to see Matthew Stafford win just because he 
had to suffer through all those Detroit years and stuff like that. But also, like, Joe Burrow w- w- winning the Super Bowl, it's like, I think that's a better story, man. Like, if it was Matt Stafford versus anybody else, maybe I'd be like, give it to him. Like, he, he worked his butt off in Detroit, and it went nowhere, and finally is a new chance and a new opportunity in L.A., and they're actually good, and then, you know, end up losing anyways. But – I think I saw that nobody's ever won a national title, a Heisman Trophy, and a Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, might do it in a second year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming off of second year? Yeah, it's the second year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this unfortunately, is it's a better story. I think it's the second year. Or third second. year, maybe. Why is my brain not working? Yeah. Um, why, well, if this is his third year, then they were bad twice. Well, bad one year, you know, bad half a year last year when he was hurt. But They were, they were bad when he was playing, too. He was okay, but they were bad. Yeah. Well, now they have Jamar Chase, who I absolutely love that you weren't able to draft your own team because when Thank he drafted to – or when he dropped to sixth, then I was like, oh, like – I'll, I'll put him on Matt's team if he works out. Like, great. If it doesn't, like, he's a six-round guy. Like, whatever. He ends up being in the top three wide receivers in a keeper league. Uh, I'm, I'm devastated. <laughs> I, I very appreciate, I much appreciate that because I had him. If I was drafting my own team, which for those who don't know, I didn't when he drafted my team this year because I had a meeting. Um, I was, I was a hundred percent gonna draft him because of the connection. It just like the same thing you get the quarterback and then you get his buddy wide receiver like that's that's a great thing so that's what i was i the sixth round like i would i would probably would have even taken him maybe even a hair earlier than that so it's great great value mm-hmm. yeah if you want him i'll trade him to you <laughs> no <laughs> i don't have anybody of value <laughs> i have the glass man delvin cook in my final <laughs> keeper year <laughs> he's my first round pick though you know, do you remember what I when we were talking about keepers and I had to decide between Terry McLaurin and Cooper Cup and the world called me McLaurin? And I really, in my heart of hearts, was like, no, Cooper Cup's going to go off this year. And the whole world told me not to do it. And I didn't because I was I was sick of losing and I was following good fans <laughs> rather than going with my gut. And turns out that was the dumbest thing. Could have had, I could have I had that you were uh, between those two. <laughs> yeah, not that McLaurin had a bad year, but he didn't have a Cooper Cup year. I mean, if you had Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, <laughs> ooh, you might not have even had to start any other player. <laughs> might have just been eighty points out of the two of them, and then maybe start a quarterback. <laughs> like, dear lord, like. But I didn't have a quarterback this year, so that was the other thing. Yeah. I really thought that Ryan Tannehill was going to have a good year, but I couldn't keep him. He started so slow. He ended up having a decent year. Yeah. All right. Everyone wants to talk about our fantasy. <laughs> you know, it's not fantasy, man. The Bulls are first in the East. And they're and not. Even help. So I love my Bulls. In this first place, I'm surprised it's lasted this long, if I'm being totally honest. I thought when we went through all the COVID stuff, there was no way we were going to stay in first place. Yeah. When 10 of our 12 people were had COVID, 
And then the other two got them and the other two got it immediately. I really didn't think we'd be able to hold on to it. But the fact that we are now, because like Miami is on a little bit of a skid, the issue with the East, I, I don't have the standings in front of me, but I'm pretty sure the Bulls in are like only three games ahead of like sixth place in the East. Uh, I believe that is true. I know they're it's only like a tight, game ahead of second. It's like a tight race, which is yeah. fine. I just really want the Bulls to be top six so we get home court for at least the first round. Yeah, because it it does. It's kind of having this feeling that's like it's it's hard. It's gonna be hard to sustain with the injuries. Although, Io Desumu and Kobe White are playing really well, and we're not falling off in certain areas. But our defensive efficiency has gone so far down since Lonzo Ball and uh, Alex Caruso are out. So that is the that's the big concerns spot is that every if we're going to have to if we're going to keep this first we're going to have to be so efficient on offense and just like really try to tighten up the defense because that's as i watch about if i as i watch the bulls it's like what are we doing here boys and and the team that they have right now not necessarily equipped to be winning like blowouts like winning 130 to 128 like that to me, I don't think they're they're set up to do that. Where they're set up to like try to just completely outscore other teams, and it's both defenses are bad, and they just have to outscore each other. Can I ask you why you don't think we're set up for that? Why I think just right now, like the, with the defense being as poor as it has been in the last like two weeks, I know their away record is pretty bad, and like the 76ers are in third in the East. And they have a better away record. I think the Heat have a better away record. So I think it's they need to outperform teams in the East with the team they have right now unhealthy. I think it's possible, but I don't think that they're equipped to just win straight up like dogfights, you know, where they have to just completely outscore teams instead of maintaining. Right, but my, my question is, why don't you think we can score? Because we have two players averaging over 25 a game. Right. And we have... And who are those two players? Rosen and Levine. Yeah. But I, I just don't think the Kobe White and uh, AO, like they're not going to be bad down the stretch, but I don't think that they're going to be putting up sustainable numbers where this Bulls team can outscore every team that they play if their defense doesn't get better. I know. I, I, I mean, I agree with that. I just, I just don't, I'm not as worried about them losing in a shootout as, as that It doesn't feel like it feels like it, they could very easily win in a shootout because we have two of like the leading scores in the NBA and we have a, a, a pretty solid bench because Vucevic we know is not playing as well as he can. Right. But his scoring can go up. He's at 16 a game now. Like that's, it's not crazy to think Vucevic can score 20 a game. If we have two guys at 25 and 
uh, one guy at 20, like we're, just, we're talking, that's, what is it? 80, 70 points. That's bad math. 70 points. And now we're, we're fighting for the bench for the rest of it. And that's like, so, and we have Kobe who, who can, who can score. I think he's averaging over, over 10 a game. Uh, I got like numbers in front of me. Yeah. Kobe's averaging over 10. So if we have all these guys around 10, I get it, but if we're talking about DeRozan and Levine averaging 25 a game, it's not weird to think that in a shootout where it's back and forth that they can both go for 30. They're like, they lead the league in, in 30 point games, like together. They both have 30 point games. That's, that's like not crazy to think about. So now that pushes it to you know 80 points if we're putting that Vucevic in there too. So like having the team to win a shootout, I think we have, I think the issue is the, scoring off the bench now because what used to happen when Caruso was playing was that he would come in and be paired with Lonzo ball and they would just shut down the perimeter. So the bench didn't have to score because they were stopping and there were, everything was ran off defense and, and, and uh, you know, just fast break opportunities. So I think, I think it's there in that we can win the shootout if we had to, but the issue is go, is more that we the, the second unit doesn't stop people like they used to. Yeah. Do you know what number the uh, the playing game is? Does that start at seven or is that? Yeah, it's yeah ten and seven, nine eight. and eight. Yeah. So right now the Nets are in six, and they're three and a half out. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's like. Yeah. We want them to be in the top six, but I mean, I, that's, that's the scary part because the bulls have to, we're, we're just trying to stay afloat while we have some injuries right now. Yeah. And there's, they're all coming back. Right. I don't, the only one we don't know is like Patrick Williams, right? We don't know if Patrick Williams is going to come back. It kind of feels like the timetable might line itself up for like before the playoffs. Yeah. All we're going to ask him to do is guard Giannis, like, right? It's like, hey, <laughs> yeah, Patrick Williams' role. So, right now, one, two, three, four. Four out of the top six have the same amount of wins as the Bulls 32, which is, I think, where they were last year or 31 or something like that. So, Ayo, Ari Barrett. Are the Bulls in? Are the Bulls in one of those weird spots where we just have less losses because we had games postponed? Uh, yeah. So that's why we're in first. Yeah, the Bulls are thirty-two and eighteen, and the Heat are thirty-two and twenty. Bucks are thirty-two and twenty-one. Um, Cavs are thirty-one and twenty-one. So the Bulls have played what is it? Two less games. Than the heat, so yeah, it's based off of percentage. So, if you play less games, that's less losses. <laughs> Quick math. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's kind of a weird first place we're in, but you know, we've earned it. We definitely have earned it. We've had hard-fought batteries. It's just it's also this fourth quarters of the Bulls scare me a ton. I don't know. There's like lots of things that I'm starting to get nervous, but it's also what comes with being in first place, right? Like yeah. Now, 
to kind of worry about these things where when we were just hoping to get like, oh, maybe we can be the sixth seed this year. Yeah. Like now we're like, please, not the sixth seed. <laughs> Anything but the sixth seed. So you're going on record saying the magic three words. Bulls are back. That's what you're telling me? I, I, I don't think you know me well enough here, Len, because <laughs> at any point in my life if the bulls are back and i probably would have answered yes but now <laughs> declare that the bulls are indeed officially back it's a good feeling and if it took you this long to say it you weren't watching that's not true i posted on twitter and instagram and facebook a picture of john wick saying yeah i'm pretty sure i'm back I put at bulls. So you don't know me very well. Hmm. How do you like them apples? Doesn't feel good, does it? No, I just don't follow your social media because you post too much, you know? No, I don't. What are you talking about? Today was the first time I posted since, I think, last year. And we wonder why our podcast is failing. <laughs> <laughs> I meant on my personal accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You know what? Notice how I said our podcast, because for those of you still listening, I am still fighting for that co-host. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a partnership is just 10% of the costs. <laughs> 10% of nothing's pretty cheap. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I work very hard, Matthew. Do you think you would afford that bus if it wasn't for this podcast? I don't think so. Work very hard at doing nothing. Yeah, you're good at that. I'm um, very good at it. Can we just tell the listeners how many games of MLB you played on your work from home day? Uh, 11. <laughs> and those are full nine inning games, I might add. Uh, yeah, buddy. But if I'm being completely transparent, I'm playing on a different mode. I have Jackie Robinson, Hank Aaron. I mean, I'm playing with all legends, so it's way cooler. But no, I can finish 162 games probably in three months. <laughs> If my wife would leave me alone, I could definitely knock it out. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. It's very easy. You just don't turn it off. <laughs> you just keep going through the rotation. A lot of fun. And Billy sucks at it, which makes it funner. <laughs> Are you ready to do the Tom Brady method of trivia? It's where you eat 15 strawberries a day and sleep with models. Do you know that he's anti-strawberry, right? Uh, yes, that's why it's funny. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, he's anti-strawberry because they're red and he doesn't like the color red. Tom Brady method. That's not true. Or if it is, then good for me for knowing that, but... Whatever, Matt. Your name's not on this, so it, it, it doesn't matter. As always, 10 questions. And I believe all of them are relevant to, uh, to your life right now. Okay, I'm ready for this one. Okay, question one. Cincinnati Bengals defensive end Sam Hubbard says the team wants to win the Super Bowl to avenge what? Slain Gorilla. 
Harambe. Justice for Harambe. You're goddamn right. That's why it's Bengals over Rams by a thousand. Rams had all day to post a statement avenging uh, Harambe. Didn't. Tells me everything I need to know. Has there been other zoo deaths in the LA area that they can play for? Um, no. But I mean, it's a big miss for LA. That's a big miss for LA. They yeah. should. It's a market that they haven't struck on, and they should have put down some rhino somewhere to really like hammer it home. They're gonna pay for it. I tell you that they're losing fans left and right. I'm sure. Question two. Drew Brees began his NFL career with what team? The San Diego Chargers, not the LA. Super Chargers. But also, I don't know who Drew Brees is. Can you say it how you normally say it, please? Yeah, but I don't want anybody else to trademark it. So if you're listening. Just say trademark. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Midnight Breeze <laughs> trademark. There, you go. Yeah, there you go. Copyright. I swear to God, if I look on Twitter and it says Drew parentheses Midnight Breeze, and I don't get at least two pennies off of every tweet he posts with that name, I'm going to sue. Question three: Despite never playing a down in the Super Bowl, LaShawn McCoy has how many Super Bowl rings? Sean McCoy. Shady, if you will. Shady. All right. So he was on the Chiefs when they won. Correct. He was at play for the Bills and the Eagles. Was he on the no, he was on the Eagles before the Bills. I'm gonna take a shot and say two. Shady McCoy has two Super Bowl rings. Let's go. Who's the State Chiefs and the Brady Buccaneers? Oh, he was in the Bucks last year. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Phillip Rivers is a nine-time Pro Bowler, and he played for two teams in his 17-year career. How many kids does the Riverman have? Threw a lot of numbers at you to confuse you. How many children okay. does Philip Rivers have? I think it's a, 11. It is. So he celebrated every time he won the Pro Bowl by having a kid. He has nine. Has nine. Yeah. Nine. I, for some reason, I thought, I remember him saying he was going for a full football team once. So I think that's why I said 11. But he yeah. must be counting himself and his wife. Correct. There was the real hero on, of the real hero of the, the Rivers yeah. family. I think there was somebody on the Colts this year that said when he met Philip Rivers, he was standing around a bunch of kids, and they thought he was like signing autographs or like like hanging out with like a bunch of kids for like a make a wish kind of thing or whatever. It was like, oh no, those are just Philip's kids. <laughs> All right, Tom Brady, famously. Retired at the age of 44. What veto league legend did Tommy Boy throw his last touchdown pass to? 
if you're thinking veto league sounds familiar that's the league you're in yes I, i'm aware um mike williams do you want to try again <laughs> it's not williams is it is it no mike williams is on the and the chargers right now that's what i'm thinking of you know, you know I'm thinking of. dang it what's this i told you my brain's not working right now um, Evans. Yeah. <laughs> everybody hates. Everybody hates. Mike Evans. <laughs> Sean Cameron, first round pick. Thank you for the redemption. I, okay, for the, for the listeners thinking that he gave me a redo, the look on my face as I said that was a mountain of uncertainty, and he knew that I knew the answer, but was, the wrong thing came out. Correct. Yeah, we talk about Mike Evans a lot because... Sean had to keep him in the first round and he tried to fight people about it. <laughs> and Mike Evans is super unreliable. Uh, on a more serious note, John Madden sadly passed away in 2021 at what age? Who um, in his 80s, let's say 80. Ah, 80, 80, I want to say 82, but I feel like it's 84. I'm going to say 84. 84. You're thinking of the 84 Bears, famously. 85 Bears was what you're looking for. John Madden was 85. Ah, come on. That ain't right. That ain't right. Speaking of John Madden, in honor of Brady's retirement, Madden, the football game, Increase his ranking to 99 in Madden 22. Who is the only other quarterback ranked 99 in the game? Currently? Yeah. I'm just assuming it's Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick, not Jackson, Mahomes. Correct. Joe Burrow was born the same year Tom Brady started at the University of Michigan. What year was that? Started at the University of Michigan. Yeah, buddy. Brady was drafted in 2001. Probably a four-year starter. Was it 2001? Was it? I said 2000. I think it was 2001. I'm going to say it's 2001 for the sake of it. Okay, so I'm going to say 1996. I was saying 1996. 1996? Yeah. Correct. Let's go. I, I, I knew seven, seven fell a little too. I just yeah. added the extra year there. So you were right on the... Oh, I guess I could have just done Patrick Mahomes' age. I didn't have to do it that way. <laughs> I feel like I, got, I went the hard way to get the right answer. Correct. Yeah, I think you were right with the four years, but when you said 2001, I think Brady was drafted in 2000. Okay. I, 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 the only thing I was thinking of, did he, did he play his rookie year? Um, I'm not sure. I just know he was there. <laughs> was, I can't. I couldn't remember if his first Super Super Bowl was his rookie year or his, or his second his second year. I think it was two thousand one. It might have been first. 
his first one? It might have been 2002. 2001 seems too early. Somewhere. I thought it was 2001, 2002, 2002. This is, this is us showing how bad our memory is, this whole podcast. <laughs> Mike Williams. Just two 29-year-olds chat <laughs> about the good old days. Between Tom Brady, Drew Midnight Breeze, and Phillip Rivers, how many touchdown passes did they have combined? I will give you a range of 250 and a hint. Are you ready for your hint? Who are the three quarterbacks again? Uh, Brady, Breeze, and Rivers. Okay. Brady, Breeze, Rivers. Okay. I'm giving you a range of 250. Do you want your hint? 250 feels like too big of a range. I think I can go smaller than that. All right. So you're going without the hint. Brady has 600. Um, Are you asking me or are you telling me? I'm thinking out loud. Okay. Breeze has 500. Okay. And I'm assuming Rivers has about 375. Maybe four. Okay. I'm going to say round of four so I can have the, the built-in cushion there. Okay. So that's a 11 plus four. So it's 1,500. So I'm going to say 1,526 touchdowns. You're saying 1,526 touchdowns. If you had uh, asked for the hint, I would have given you Archduke Maximilian Ernest of Austria died the same year as the number. So that would have been a dead giveaway. Uh, I could not be any more clearer than that. It was 1,616. That was 100 off, basically. Uh, 90 off, yeah. All right, because you said 1526 and it was 1616. Yeah. How many? Do you, do, you, do you have how many they, they've all had in front of you? Uh, yeah. So Brady had 624. Right. So that's where I got the 26. And I, I knew Breeze was around 500, but I think that was the last season. I forgot to count his past season's touchdowns, which would have put it up probably 530 something. 571. Ooh, okay. I was way off. And Philip Rivers, when he wasn't popping out babies, 421. Yeah, so I was, it was pretty close there. That, that was, I'm giving myself some credit for that. Your math was correct. You said 600 Brady, 500 Breeze, and then 400 Rivers. Yeah. So, yeah. Last question. What a doozy. Tom Brady, former backup quarterback in New England, Jimmy Garoppolo, who Matt and I both know personally, wore what size bowling shoes? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. <laughs> Look at that. One, two, three, four. Size 13 five, pound six, ball. Eight. Eight out of ten. Look at you go. Do we need context of that? No, we should probably just leave that. <laughs> just I, I want to preface it saying not a foot guy. That's all I want to say. No more information is needed. I feel like if you have to say it, though, well, you're, you're denying a true passion. 
And here on this, we push each other towards our passions. So Matt, don't run from feet. Let the feet run from you. Was that intentionally that deep? That was good stuff. No, I just meant you. You just found a new theme for this podcast. Screw Chicago sports. Len's going to talk about feet for two hours. (laughs) Really, really get on that uh, feet market that we've been missing. (laughs) We've got every other market, but all those feet fetish guys are like, this this podcast just isn't for me. I want it to be. I like what they're doing, but just not enough uh, toe talk. You know what I mean? This little piggy went to the market. What can I say? Now who's talking deep? If we take anything from this podcast, it's that Matt is a beat guy. <laughs> he remembers athletes' shoe sizes <laughs> like a pervert. Lem, I already live in a bus, so I really need to keep this on the up and up. So uh, I can't be a bus guy who's a feed guy at the same time. It's just like, that combination is – I might lose my job as an educator of children if they find <laughs> that stuff. One was a choice and one is your true passion. I'll let you pick which one is which. (laughs) And on that note, goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Well, that's all we have for episode 22. Our podcast can legally drink, but should it? If you are participating in dry January, you can stop that now. And follow us on our official Instagram account at Trivial Arguments. Also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where you can also review the podcast and here's one from one of our listeners elizabeth from chicago says please leave me alone i'm drinking my wine not sure if that was for us uh say goodbye matt we have an intro song now and if you didn't hear it that means i was lazy (laughs) uh see everybody this was fun number 11 was it 12 Uh, 11 for you 22 for me uh everybody flood lens inbox with uh matt should be co-host and then uh and flood Matt's inbox with feet pics. (laughs) Bye, don't do that, that's weird.